What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast. Be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff, turn on the notification bell so you know when a live stream pops or a video drops, five-star rating on Apple Podcast, and uh, buy your tickets if you're a Yankees fan to October 11th NYY News TV Day, the sequel. That's coming up, and the Yankees are close to clinching the division. So it would help out a lot if you guys would come out and buy your tickets. But we're not talking baseball. We're talking about a Monday night football matinee between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. Uh, First thoughts before we go into the injury report. It's going to have to be on the offense this game. Those are just my first thoughts. I mean, we got to get some other guys involved. It's been two weeks, and there's been some progress, some regression. But in my opinion, we'll talk about this later. You got to get Kadarius Tony involved. Uh, you saw what he did last year against Trayvon Diggs and the Dallas Cowboys, whether you consider it garbage time or not. Factor him in. Uh, they're probably going to stack the box. This is probably going to be the 2019 treatment again where none of the wide receivers are respected. They stack that box, and then Saquon's taken down. So I kind of see it being one of those games. Um, You know, I'll get to predictions and shit later. I think the defense is going to do just fine. And, you know, I also am excited, you know, because... um, Brian Dable and the players have come out and they've said, listen, whiteout. And we haven't seen something in years where the coaches on social media and in these interviews are saying, hey, listen, you know, come out and support us. We're going to do a whiteout. So if you're going to be at the stadium on Monday, please wear white uh, and be a part of the culture. Unless you're a Cowboys fan, but if you want to wear white and just be a part of it, sure. Um, But I do see the stadium getting loud, and hopefully throughout this year we have something that we haven't had in the past, and that's home field advantage. And it's very tough to do when you're sitting in an air conditioner. Um, But it just seems like, at least through these first two games, even though the opponents, you know, people will look at them and say, oh, they're easy. Um, We'll take two wins. Listen, we haven't been 2-0 in how many years? If we're 3-0, we win against the Cowboys. That's the first time since 2009. So uh, I will gladly take it. And, you know, I saw something on Twitter with this Bears fans coming out and attacking the Giants. Oh, their two uh, wins are meaningless. So, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Like, for some reason, Bears fans just have been up the Giants fans' ass for the last two years because of this draft pick and because of all these other shits. Um, meanwhile, the Bears have one of the worst offensive lines in football. Not saying that we, you know, have the greatest offensive line in football, but I don't know. I mean, that's not a very good situation. They lucked out against the fucking uh, 49ers because they played in a monsoon. So anyway, let's go to the injury report uh, for the Dallas Cowboys' Trayvon Diggs. Personal stuff, uh, he practiced Friday. Michael Gallup practiced, he's going to play. Jaron Curse, the safety, knee injury, he did not practice. Connor McGovern, ankle injury, did not practice. Uh, Micah Parsons, linebacker illness, did not practice. I think he's going to play either way. Dak Prescott, obviously, he's not going to practice uh He's on, uh, 
He's got that right thumb injury. So I'm surprised they haven't put him on IR, but I guess they are hoping for a uh, a return soon at some point. They'll probably activate one of their uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Cooper Rush is obviously going to be the starter. So whoever's on the practice squad will likely come up as the backup. Dalton Schultz did not practice two days in a row to a knee injury, which is uh, you know interesting to think about. I have an interview later on with a, uh, a writer for Fansided for the Cowboys, his name is Riley Donald, and uh, we'll find out from him a little more on the inside information. You know, was Dalton Schultz going to play? Is Connor McGovern going to play? Is Micah Parsons going to play? I think he's going to play, but, you know, the first two I'm not necessarily so sure about. And then Quinton Bohana, Bohanna, defensive tackle with a neck injury. They couldn't even spell neck right on the Cowboys' website, uh, limited, but he'll probably end up playing. The Giants have a little bit more on the injury side. Justin Lane did not practice due to a concussion. I think he sustained that last week. Uh, with that being said, I see them activating one or two corners from the practice squad. Uh, Nick McLeod did not practice hamstring injury. Aaron Robinson did not practice uh, the appendix removal from last week. Wondell Robinson did not practice, and Leonard Williams did not practice. So Williams and Robinson are going to be out another week. Robinson... The other Robinson is going to be out another week as well. And it looks like McLeod and Justin Lane are not going to play. So, once again, Fabian Moreau is probably going to be activated. Uh, you'll see maybe Moreau and Cordell Flott on special teams duties. And, you know, we thought last week that, oh, my God, Wink Martindale benched Cordell Flott. No, he had cramp issues apparently. So, we'll see Flott in there against some of the tougher receivers. Gallup scares me a little bit. Um, Noah Brown has come on as of recent, so he's going to be out there. And once again, it's going to be an interesting game, definitely, uh, for the defense. But my worries are a little bit more towards the offense. Um, safety Dane Belton limited with the clavicle injury. Obviously, he you know broke his clavicle, the collarbone, however you want to terminalize it. Um, I think he's going to play. We'll see what happens. John Feliciano limited with the shin. Uh, Azizo Jalari and Kayvon Thibodeau both limited again. I think they're, they're going to play. Uh, I know Aziz is playing for a fact. I think Tibbs is going to play. Maybe they have you know Tibbs on a snap count because of how O'Shane Zimenez has been playing. But at the same time, you know, we'll see. Uh, Kadarius Tony did not practice. And, you know, some of these, at least from Friday, uh, it's a walkthrough. So it's not like, oh, my God, they actually practiced and nothing happened. I think Tony's going to play. I don't think there's going to be an issue there. Then then again, I could be wrong. And then Jason Pinnock with a shoulder injury uh, limited in both practices, including the walkthrough. He might play. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, he is a big part of the uh, special teams play. So once again, we'll see what happens. Uh, some guys I could probably see, and once again, there's no practice squad protections, uh, but they usually do activate some guys. So Roche, once again, probably not going to be activated. Um, talking about Fabian Moreau, maybe they activate Jalen Smith. Maybe that's something they do. Uh, you know, with Leonard Williams being out, maybe they need some extra linebacker boosting. Uh, some other cornerbacks they could probably activate Zion Gilbert, but. I guess that would be only for special teams. Um, and then maybe Tony Jefferson again. I don't know if there's necessarily a limit on how many activations somebody can have. But, hey, listen, you know, we'll see. So let's look at the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. 2022 stats. 
Offensively, they're 25th, and just going to preview it overall. Their offense isn't that good. Uh, statistically, at least through the first two games, 25th in total yards per game, 21st when it comes to passing offense, 23rd in rushing offense, and 31st in points per game. In terms of defense for the Dallas Cowboys, they're 6th in total yards per game, 6th against the pass, 19th against the run, and 9th when it comes to points per game. Now, some analytics I put in there as well. I always do this. I uh, have been doing it for like a year, year and a half now. 11th in pass percentage, 22nd in run percentage, 11th in pass percentage on first down, and 12th in run percentage on first down. You can take a look at the defensive analytics, 22nd in blitz percentage, 10th in pressure percentage, and 4th in sacks. So they're not really going to send the blitz too much. Uh, because they do have D-Law, they do have Micah Parsons, they do have Dorrance Armstrong, who's come on as of late, and Leighton Vander Esch, I think he's had a nice start to the season. Look at the New York Giants. Offensively, 21st in total yards per game there, 31st when it comes to passing offense, 18th in terms of rushing offense, and then 15th in points per game. Uh, defensively, 12th in total yards per game, 10th against the pass, 15th against the run, and 10th in terms of points per game. So, some fun facts there. Um, now you look at the advanced analytics, 27th in pass percentage, 6th in run percentage, 30th in pass percentage on first down, and then 3rd in run percentage on first down. Now you take a look at some of the other stats. Defensively, 3rd in blitz percentage, 12th in pressure percentage, and 23rd in sacks. And obviously, uh, you know, at the beginning of... This whole new regime, we talked about how Don Martindale said that he's not really too interested in sacks. It's just scaring the shit out of the quarterback, and that reflects on blitz percentage and pressure percentage. But maybe they'll get some more sacks uh, this week against Dallas. Their offensive line, you know, is a little banged up. Uh, they don't have their left tackle. Connor McGovern's going to be out, so probably one of their rookies or unknown guys will start at the guard position. So, uh, it's going to be a lot to see and a lot to look for. And speaking of which, let's go to things to look for. Micah Parsons on the edge. And I'm going to ask um, Riley Donald in our interview later. But I'm pretty sure that he's been getting more snaps on the edge. I don't have too many statistics right now and you know analytics based on snap counts or whatever. Um, but I feel he's going to play the edge. I feel whether it's Andrew Thomas... Probably more likely on Evan Neal. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence really hasn't had the production he had in his prime, uh, which was like 2014, 2015, 2016. He had like double-digit sacks. Ever since his payday in 2019, uh, less than double-digit sacks. So it was like five, six, four. I think they're going to put him on Thomas, maybe um, put Parsons on Evan Neal. What I would do to help neutralize Micah Parsons is chip him with a running back chip him with the tight end if you have a fullback coming out whether it's Bellinger Tanner Hudson or it's um Chris Myrick chip Micah Parsons help Evan Neal out a little bit I mean I feel like the interior is going to struggle a little bit they don't have too many known guys but they have some big cats on the other side of the football on um, Neville Gallimore uh, Osa Digizua. So there are some big fat guys that can get pressure on the quarterback. And Bredesen, he had an all right game last game. Feliciano, he's been, you know, mech. And Glewinski's been a little disappointing. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Micah Parsons 
I'm looking for him to play the edge. Uh, Jihad Ward to play interior defensive line. I mean, he is a veteran journeyman, but he can play a linebacker. He could play uh, as a pass rusher. He could also play uh, interior defensive line. Now, linebacker in terms of a tackling linebacker, not coverage because he's not good in that area. He's, he's a bigger guy. Um, but I'm also looking for a little bit more of a linebacker influence with Leonard Williams being out. And so it, it was interesting to see, though. It was interesting to see that Jalen Smith was signed and then um, they worked out Joe Schobert. So are they looking for another inside linebacker to, you know, help stop the run because Leonard Williams is out? I mean, there's going to be a lot of things to look for and a lot of things to watch overall um, because you're not going to have that same presence with Leonard Williams being out. Uh, it's been shown many times that twice when the Giants gave up big runs, the one to Henry and then the one to McCaffrey, DJ Davidson and Justin Ellis and Nick Williams, all those guys were on the defensive line. It wasn't Dexter Lawrence. So Dexter Lawrence has played out of his mind, not necessarily in terms of statistics, but pressures, you know, uh, tackles, all that stuff. He's played well, but he's going to need some assistance. And I think Jihad Ward could play a little bit better than Justin Ellis and maybe DJ Davidson. So they're going to need as much help on that defensive line as possible. And in terms of linebackers, I mean, in terms of stopping the run and being speedy, Jalen Smith, I mean, revenge game, uh, he could help the Giants out a little bit in terms of that. And then also something else for the defense, and I know I've been glancing on the defense a lot with things to look for, but uh, three safety looks possibly to cover the running backs. Uh, you know, you're going to need a lot of DBs this game. You're going to need pressure, but you're going to need a lot of DBs, especially when you're talking about defense. With Gallup returning, maybe Schultz plays. It's not looking like that, but once again, we're going to find out from Riley Donald later on. Um, so you have that. C.D. Lamb is always a pain in the ass, and then Noah Brown. So, listen, you might need those three safety looks uh, and just generally more DBs. You know, you, at the same time, you are relying on some of those DBs to get pressure on the quarterback. Same thing with Tibbs and Aziz Ojolari, who will be making their debut. So, you know, you may have some inconsistency with the pass rush. And I'm going to be patient a little bit, I must say. But uh, we'll we'll definitely see about that. Um, players to watch. I mean, the one who jumps out at you right away is Micah Parsons. On the season, he has a total of nine tackles, four sacks, four tackles for a loss, and a total of two games. I mean, this guy is just pretty much unstoppable. Um, he's gotten better at things in his second year. He's having more of an edge presence because, you know, Demarcus Lawrence hasn't gotten a sack yet. So they've been doing it kind of by committee a little bit, not too much. But uh, Parsons, man, he's going to go up against Evan Neal, and I'm going to be scared. And he's uh, he's a force in the passing game. He is a force in the passing game. I see him making a lot of tackles. Him and Van Der Esch on Barkley, if they try to do some screens and if they try to uh, do some just, you know, check downs and whatnot. So, uh, definitely look out for Micah Parsons. He's going to be the X factor, in my opinion, for the Cowboys defense, possibly the entire game. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he always gives us trouble, uh, though he really hasn't had a great season in too many years, 11 tackles and one tackle for a loss. So I don't think he's even had a quarterback hit yet. So he's going to be hungry. He's going to be very hungry. He's going to be Looking to feast on a much maligned Giants offensive line. Um, 
Do I see him going in the interior? No, but I feel like they'll put him on Evan Neal because though Lawrence hasn't had much production, he's got the veteranship, and he will probably know how to take advantage of Evan Neal. And maybe they'll put him on Thomas too, but I think if they put him on Thomas, uh, Thomas is going to lock him down. That's just my opinion. Um, Tony Pollard, obviously Zeke is a big part of it as well, so I'll throw him in there. 4.2 yards per carry. He doesn't have a touchdown on the season. Uh, 25 attempts, 105 yards. His longest run this season has been 11 yards, so you know teams really haven't allowed the big play when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott. For Tony Pollard, 10, uh, actually 15 rushes, 51 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. His longest run was 17 yards, so... Um, as you guys saw with the analytics, man, they're mostly a uh, passing team. Um, you know, especially with Cooper Rush in there, which is kind of a shocker that they wouldn't lean on the running game. But at the same time, the run blocking may be a little questionable for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. So we have yet to see, of course. And then two players more I'll add is Noah Brown, who's had an unbelievable start to the season. I gotta find his receiving numbers. Just give me one second. Actually, we'll go to Van Der Esch first. Uh, he leads the team in tackles with 16. He's got one tackle for a loss, and he's also got a sack. So, I think they declined his option uh, for next year or whatever year he was drafted. And you know, I guess that's spiking him up to play. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I know. A couple linebackers across the league, they got their options declined uh, because Van Der Esch came out in 2018. Or maybe he had his option exercise. But anyway, he's playing un unbelievable football. Uh, receiving game-wise, Noah Brown is actually their lead receiver. 10 receptions, 159 yards, one touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 9 receptions, 104 yards, no touchdowns. And Noah Brown has the only pass-catching touchdown. So that came uh, from the one and only Cooper Rush. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And then Donovan Wilson leads in terms of interceptions, but I'm not too scared of him. And that's pretty much, you know, in terms of players to watch. Now questions to answer. I have five, um, as I do every week. But then again, I've mixed and matched. Um, can the New York Giants neutralize Micah Parsons? It has to be done. He is the X factor. I feel like he will terrorize our offensive line. Otherwise, Bobby Johnson, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and the offensive staff just have to find a way to keep him out. Um, you know, he's got four sacks on the season, I think two in each game. He destroyed some guys on the offensive line for the Bengals last week, Lyle Collins and Jonah Williams. So he's not slowing down. He's getting better by the year. He's going to be a pain in the neck for years to come. And, you know, this is a game that you're going to have to neutralize him in, obviously. Uh, I know, obviously, the Giants coaching staff and the Giants front office are looking for progress, not just wins. And this is progress. Listen, if you develop a game plan like nobody else has to stop Micah Parsons to make him um, less valuable in terms of these games, do it. Because you're going to be facing these guys twice a year whether it's you know Brian Dable here for years to come or uh he's not here and Joe Shane is here and they implement a new coaching staff hopefully that doesn't happen again but the main point is they got to neutralize Micah Parsons and can they is the question will the Giants put Kadarius Tony or Sterling Shepard in their game plan that is one of the biggest questions to answer um Kadarius Tony tore up the defense the last time uh, 
and he obviously threw a punch, as we all know. But on a serious note, they need to involve him or Sterling Shepard. Uh, this David Sills, Rich James crap isn't quite going to cut it. I know, obviously, there's the Galladay comments. I don't think there's much to that. I mean, Galladay, yeah, uh, he kind of spoke out and said that he's basically frustrated with his role in the offense. And Dable says, well, that shows competitiveness. I don't take any negative light out of it. But put aside that, I mean, Kadarius Tony, he should be in the offense more than he has the last two weeks. Uh, not just these gadget plays, these screen plays, but he can run a slant. He can run a whip route. He could, you know, do a double move. So I don't understand why he's not being factored in. This is a game he's going to need to be factored in. You saw the tape last year. Didn't play against the Cowboys last year. And if he would have, it would have been just less production um, because of Mike Lennon. But at the same time, man, he's got to be a part of this game plan. Sterling Shepard, I mean, I think he should be in the game plan as well because their cornerback play is actually not very good. Trayvon Diggs, I know he had this, you know, great season, as everybody calls it a year ago, but the stats aren't great on him to start the year. Same thing can be attributed to Anthony Brown, their second cornerback. So uh, I know we don't necessarily have outside receivers, but speed is going to beat this defense. Speed is going to beat this defense, and they can be undisciplined at times. Uh, there is definitely no doubt about that, but I know I talked about Shepard being in the game plan. I think Kadarius Tony is the X factor for the Giants' offense. Uh, you could say it's Daniel Jones, but even with Daniel Jones having a good day in passing in terms of a situation and a scenario, uh, I don't think David Sills and Richie James are going to cut it. My opinion, because those are two you know, not very experienced receivers going up against experienced corners. Uh, does Saquon Barkley get more yards rushing or receiving? I don't necessarily have a prediction on that. Uh, but if the Giants don't find a way early to neutralize Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence is taking advantage of Evan Neal, I personally think um, that Saquon Barkley is going to get a lot of catches out of the backfield. Maybe they'll have Van Der Esch on him or Donovan Wilson or one of the other safeties. Um, but with that being said, he's going to be a factor. He's going to be a factor for this Giants offense, probably the third X factor. Um, but once again, it's going to be interesting because you have the ability as a pass catcher out of the backfield and as a wide receiver as well, but you also have the ability as a runner, which comes first. But will the Cowboys do that 2019 treatment? Will they stack the box? Barkley will get barely any yards. And basically the Dallas defense will not put any respect on our wide receivers until we get something going. Uh, do Aziz and Kayvon get any sacks? If, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, uh, I think if any of them are going to get a sack, I think it's going to be Aziz. He's built. I think he's gotten better. He said he's going to play, so I'm expecting him to be 100%. With that being said, I don't think Kayvon is going to get a sack. I think he's got to work. Um, obviously, limited reps in the preseason, and you know he did well in training camp. However, you know he missed the first two games against NFL-ready talent. This is not... You know, the the Bengals' second crew, this isn't the Patriots' second crew. This is the first team, whether it's good or bad talent, this is our first-team offensive line. So he's going to be going up against Terrence Steele. He's going to be going up against uh, Tyler Smith. So in my opinion, if any of them are going to get sacks, it's going to be Aziz. But if both of them get sacks, great. Uh, if someone else gets there, good, great, whatever. Uh, all I want to see is pressure on the quarterback. Um, will there be any fights? 
that's going to be a good question. I, I want to see a little more grit out of this uh, Giants team and this Giants offensive line. And I know, obviously, we're 2 0. You really shouldn't be complaining about that type of stuff. But the Cowboys are going to come to play. Two years ago, uh, we saw a couple of mini fights happen Jalen Smith and Nick Gates, and basically Jordan Lewis. Uh, he had a dirty hit on Caden Smith where he basically headbutted him right in the head. So um, you're going to see some, hopefully, hopefully you're going to see some grit and toughness. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, if he's going to run, he's he slides and who knows? One of those linebackers will put a hit out on him. The refs got to start calling these flags, but at the same time, this Giants offensive line, they got to start fighting for him a little bit. And listen, we can have these arguments about Daniel Jones every single motherfucking time we have a podcast or we have some sort of live stream but at the end of the day in these type of rivalry games i mean this is where you make your bread this is where you make your mark if you're brian dable and you're trying to reestablish the culture you're trying to be you know you're trying to be prepared you're trying to play tough smart dependable as brian dable would say at the same time, you want to knock out these rivalry games. You want to win at least one per season against some of these teams. One against Washington, one against the Eagles, one against the Cowboys. I mean, we went 4-2 and two in the first year of Joe Judge, but that proved to be nothing because he got fired the next year and we won one divisional game. I happen to be at that game. So, uh, keys to win. Number one is off the bat, neutralize and limit Micah Parsons. I think one of the best ways to do that, honestly, is run the football and chip him, obviously. He doesn't like being chipped. He's complained about that in the past. He doesn't like being cut either. So use some cut blocks on him. Make him pissed. Maybe they go undisciplined a little bit. Um, but neutralize, limit Micah Parsons. He is the ultimate X factor for that Cowboys defense and ultimately the game, in my opinion, because he can wreck a game. If he gets past Evan Neal, he's looking for a strip sack. Not just a sack, but something they can take back to the house and, you know, have that momentum shift in the Cowboys' way. Uh, number two, take advantage of the bad cornerback play. It's going to be about the offense this game. It has to be Kadarius Tony involved. It has to be Sterling Shepard. It has to be someone involved in one of those two players, maybe even Saquon Barkley. Um, but I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to cut it. I don't think Slayton's going to cut it. I don't think David Sills is going to cut it. I don't think Richard James is going to cut it. Uh, the Giants need speedy wide receivers. They need speed out there. And the only way you're going to beat Dallas is with speed, not, you know, bigger body receivers. And Richard James, he has speed. Um, but I think Kadarius Toney can do a lot better against these corners. Same thing with Sterling Shepard uh, rather than a Richard James. Maybe factor him in as well. But definitely take advantage of the bad cornerback play. They're two starting corners have allowed a pass rating over 100 this year so once again take advantage and number three I mean I was debating this in my head you know should they stop the run focus more on that are they you know should they stop the pass I'm gonna go ahead and say stop the run make them one-dimensional uh, Leonard Williams is not playing you're not gonna get that presence Jihad Ward will be on the inside hopefully these linebackers can stay disciplined within their gaps, force them to be one-dimensional. Uh, Tony Pollard doesn't have a ton of carries, so probably end up having a ton of carries this game. Same thing could be said with Ezekiel Elliott. So you have that, and making them one-making them one-dimensional. You know, on third down, forcing them in third and long situations, having the blitz come, playing man coverage, tightening up on defense. I mean, that's going to be a big part of this game. 
but stopping the run, in my opinion, and I regularly would not say this, stopping the run is a huge part of this game, and especially in terms of a win for the New York Giants. However, early, before we go to the interview with Riley Donald, I am going to say that the New York Giants are going to lose this game, 20-16. to uh, You know, I'm going to ignore the crap that they're not good on primetime and Daniel Jones is like 0-8 or something like that. Um, but I don't think this offense has progressed enough where they could beat Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Brian Dable hasn't shown me that Kadarius Toney is going to be a part of this game plan. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Maybe they're doing some sort of bluff where he's on the injury report and then he ends up playing like 100% of the snaps. Um, but outside of Kadarius Toney and maybe even Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley, uh, he trusts, meaning Daniel Jones, he trusts Richie James and David Sills. Those are not the right guys for this game. It's going to be the speed guys. And I think the offensive line might be taken for a ride a couple of times. You'll see a couple holding penalties. Uh, I don't think Micah Parsons is going to have a career game, but I don't think he's going to be totally silent either. I think he'll get one or two sacks. So 20-16 to 16 Cowboys, I have it. Um, before we get to the interview with Riley Donald, just going to say we'll be streaming the game on Monday night, so come on and join us. I'll be definitely wearing white. Um, Luca probably won't be wearing white because he is a Jets fan and he doesn't want the Giants to win, and then Donald will be likely wearing white too. So it's going to be fun. Um, like, comment, subscribe to all the good stuff, but we're not officially done with the podcast episode yet. Here's the interview with Riley Donald. He works for the Cowboys fan sided page. All right, so we are now with Riley Donald, who writes for the Cowboys fan page site. Riley, some first thoughts, and uh, also where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Alex, for having me on. So I uh, I cover the Cowboys for uh, fan sided, but easier way to find it rather than go to fan sided is the Landry hat. That's our site we're on. You'll see my articles on there. Um, for those of you on social media, big on I, I, I'm pretty big football guy on Twitter at RileyDonald7. Um, but yeah, mainly, I mean, thelandryhat.com. That's where you'll find me, my Cowboys talk and uh, engaging on there. All right, so I'm actually going to start off with a non-Cowboys question just to get your first thoughts on this guy. I see you're a Hawkeyes fan. Um, what is your thoughts, um, on our safety right now, Dane Belton? Like, what did you see from him coming out of college? Yeah. So big Hawkeyes fan. Um, actually a Hawkeyes fan. My, uh, my younger brother is a running back for the Hawkeyes right now. He's a senior number 22, Nolan Donald. So I am as much as I'm invested in the Cowboys, I'm invested in the Iowa Hawkeyes and have been since 2018, Dane Belton, that he is a uh, at Iowa. Actually, he played what we like to call the "quote unquote" cash position, which is their uh, their hybrid brand, hybrid blend of a out, outside linebacker and safety in passing downs. Dane Belton would drop back into coverage and no problem at all. Run at, and as you'll see in a lot of Big Ten offenses, they're run heavy. He'll drop down to play the alley. Um, Last year, when he senior year at Iowa, top ten in tackles on Iowa's defense, interception leader for the Hawkeyes. It it, it was a, it wasn't a matter of really um, if he was going to be a starter and contributor. It was more of where and when. He he's a dude, and it, it it kills me to see him go to New York and be that dude. I actually 
in a uh, mock draft I wrote, wanted him to go to the Cowboys. They actually wanted him to reach for him in round three, but good to see him doing well. I know he had that fumble recovery last week and contributing already. Yeah, man. Thanks for the insight as usual. Now let's get into uh, the Giants-Cowboys matchup. And uh, my first question is going to go around the offense and a little bit of the injury concerns. I see that Dalton Schultz is on the injury report. He has really not been practicing. I believe it's a knee injury for him. Um, I'll start off with that. Is he going to play on Monday night? Where do you think it's trending? I mean, push comes to shove. I don't think we see him play. The Cowboys, we were – when he went down, it was one of those injuries you saw, as we've all seen, they immediately grabbed their knee and your your mind goes to, oh boy, is is this is this 12 months? Is this ACL or is this something bad? Fortunately, um, in the uh, Giants-Cowboys article I wrote this week, uh, I, I published a little bit about how he did avoid some significant damage. The MRI did not show anything significant. That said, I do think he misses two to three weeks. I don't think he plays. Um, and I don't know if you want me to get into it now, who comes in for him after, but I do have some thoughts on where the Cowboys make up for that. One question before you do go into that, um, because I appreciate the extra insight and stuff. Is it a, an MCL injury? Because I know, obviously, players grab their knee and stuff like that. And when Thibodeau grabbed his knee in the preseason, I mean, we all were, were praying that he was going to be okay. But it ended up being uh, an MCL sprint, I believe it was, that you know cost him like a few weeks and just the first two games of the season. Truth be told, I don't know the exact ligaments. Cowboys have been pretty tight-lipped with their injuries. Even the Dak Prescott thumb injury, no one no one still to this date knows the exact ligament it was. I think they're just being tight-lipped that the MRI didn't show any significant damage, just that it may be a couple weeks. Okay, and who do you think is going to step in for uh, Dalton Schultz? Yeah, and... and to it, I, I don't think it's going to be a singular effort. I think it's going to be a actually kind of a, a, a tag team duo. The uh, actually after the Cowboys have been known for Jason Witten, kind of. I mean, for the last right. I mean, he ret- he left the Cowboys about three years ago, but before him, I mean, Jason Witten was synonymous with the Cowboys. So they actually invested in two rookie tight ends, and I I, I really think Giants fans would be. Um, Wise to at least get familiar. I think there's um, two individuals, and one of them, Peyton Hendershot out of um, Indiana. He is – this is going to hit home maybe the wrong way for Giants fans. I think he is a little bit what Giants fans wanted Evan Ingram to be. He is very – not the greatest blocker. Um Height, though, size, though, a little bit of run after the catch. I think he can deliver that for you. And then the other one is your prototypical tight end, Jake Ferguson, coming from Wisconsin. You can imagine what a Wisconsin tight end is going to be. They're going to chip defensive ends, get into the linebackers, and if they have any action in the in, in the play-action game, it's going to be in the flat. I like one of those two to find the end zone this week, actually, with Cooper Rush. But I think the Cowboys can have some success with the tandem of Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson. Good insight there on the tight end position. Tight ends have killed us the last few years, no matter who. Uh, going on to the next question, still pertaining with the offense. Um, what do you think of the emergence of Noah Brown? You guys obviously traded Amari Cooper in the offseason. 
What do you think of his emergence? Right now he is statistically the lead um, receiver and, you know, leader in terms of yardage for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think Noel Brown's one of those guys that Dallas Cowboys, the the fan base for the last four or five years has been clamoring. Why does he get a roster spot? Why does he have a roster spot? And every single year, there's that one receiver the fan base falls in love with during the preseason because they have a flashy play. They're fast, whatever. And I don't know the exact quote, but Dak Prescott went on the record earlier this year and said, Noah Brown, not only is he a pro's pro, he is a guy that not only veterans, but rookies should look up to as well. And Noah Brown is, he's a, he's one of those guys in modern day NFL receivers don't lean into blocking as much. He's not afraid of it. He knows he's number four or five on the depth chart. And I think he's one of those guys right now. It's, it, it, it it's the prototypical he's capitalizing on his opportunity right now he's been in the league he knows the offense and I think there's something to be said that him and Cooper Rush have been on the second team and or practice squad for the last three years together there's something to be said about that connection which I think showed up last week yeah and then the next guy still in the wide receiver room is looking to make his debut season debut on Monday night Michael Gallup do you think he's gonna get pretty much all the reps he would usually get. I know uh, Mike McCarthy was pretty excited about him get getting back into the practice form. Yes, yeah, CD Lamb today actually. I, I CD Lamb actually was asked about that and said, I believe he said that it feels right, it feels normal when he's back in the offense. Um, would I love to see him every down, not on a pitch count? Absolutely. Do I think that's realistic? No. I think you see Michael Gallup on a pitch count mainly because can the Cowboys? stay afloat with Cooper Rush and with Michael Gallup on a pitch count, I think that's their strategy. I think you see him monitored. I think you see them rely on CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown. Um, If Gallup gets it going, by all means, keep him going. But I do not see him sort of cut loose. I see him playing, but I don't see it cut loose, full go, repping 50, 60 snaps a game. No. Switching over to the offensive line, obviously you guys cut Leo Collins in the offseason, and Tyron Smith is injured. Uh, how is the progression of the offensive line looking so far, um, specifically the tackle spot with Terrence Steele, and then you guys drafted Tyler Smith in the first round? How's that currently working for you? Well, well, first, personally, Tyron Smith getting hurt is pain every year. <laughs> no. But uh, actually, surprisingly, that was that. I, I mean, I'm sure Giants fans, Eagles, Washington Commanders fans, we all knew that was the biggest question mark going into this season: is can they can they hold up for Dak Prescott? Up to this point, um, I'll start with Tyler Smith. I think he's played beyond expected for a rookie, kind of thrown into the fire, um, uh, and he hasn't. I mean, against the two teams he's played, he hasn't seen a quote-unquote, Micah Parsons, Michael, or Miles Garrett, TJ Watt-esque type player. He hasn't had to face any of those yet. But for what he has faced against Tampa Bay and um, last week against the Bengals, I mean, they're, they're quality. They're NFL starters, right? I think, though, to hold up the way he has, and he's not a glaring weakness, that's what you can ask for a rookie, right? I mean, you can't you can't ask for more. Terrence Steele, serviceable. Um 
week one handful of penalties really, really um, crippled the Cowboys offense. I think he corrected on those a little bit last week. Serviceable could be improvement, but overall um, has not been a weakness as many suspected it would be. And then also another guy who's shown up on the injury report, uh, Connor McGovern, he has been practicing with an ankle injury. In my opinion, at least from the outsider view, I don't think it looks like he's going to play. And if he doesn't play, uh, who's going to be filling in for him? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a stretch to see him play. Um, behind him, really a question mark. The Cowboys with with, um, with, with Joe Philbin, a really, really big thing the Cowboys have done in the offensive line is rather than um, a lot of teams maybe go too deep at each position, Aside from center, the Cowboys almost, they'll carry. So there's, for example, there's four other offensive line positions. Technically, you could carry four other backups. The Cowboys in the last four or five years have neglected to carry four total backups. Rather, they'll carry maybe two or three and slot them in at those other spots. I think it could be um, a case of moving the line around a little bit. I, I, it really hurts me to say that I don't know who it may be, but I do think the offensive line could be a jigsaw puzzle that still is yet to be worked out during the game, unfortunately. Definitely looking for the Giants' interior to feast on that, of course. Um, just a general question of mine as we slowly uh, shift into the defense. It doesn't seem as if DeMarcus Lawrence has had the same approach same amount of production as he was in his prime and really before his payday. Do Cowboy fans feel the same way? Do Cowboys fans feel the same way? Yes. But let me elaborate on that. Has he had the sack production pre Mike Parsons? Absolutely not. And I don't think anyone would, I don't think anyone would have the same amount of sacks that Micah Parsons does. That said, um, Demarcus Lawrence, he obviously has big, big contract, a lot of salary cap. Um, would fans like to see more sacks, more disruptive plays, everything like that? Yes. One thing that I think goes a little bit under the radar is most people think of defensive ends. I meant I the aforementioned um, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, Mike Parsons, sack artist. They're they're getting. 12 to 16 sacks a season. That's what they want out of their defensive ends. DeMarcus Lawrence is also a factor in the run game, though. He's He, he has quite a few ta- – he's very active in the run game, and I know it's not flashy. Getting a tackle on, on, on a running back for a one- or two-yard gain isn't going to make headlines in the stat sheet, a game-changing play that shows a highlight. But I think his ability in the run game is where he shines a little bit that goes under the radar. Would I like to see his sack total increase and give us a two-headed monster? Absolutely. I think he could improve his sack totals a little bit. But for where he lacks on the sack totals, I think his run defense is is making up for it a little bit. Good to know, definitely. Um, in the last two games compared to last season, has Micah Parsons been been seeing more edge time rather than just as a general linebacker? I, I, I think that's absolutely this case. I think that they uh, 
<laughs> the Cowboys play this facade that he's a he's a linebacker, right? They want to tell people he's a linebacker. The depth chart, they list him a linebacker. And in the first quarter, second quarter of the game, they list him sometimes as a D or they, they line him. Dan Quinn puts him sometimes as a DN, sometimes as a linebacker. Third and long, money downs, crunch time. He's a defensive end. He's rushing the passer. End of uh, end of statement. <laughs> Definitely, the Giants need to prepare for him this week. Whether it's Thomas or Evan Neal, the rookie. Um, how do you feel about the Cowboys' cornerback position? Now, obviously, last year Draymond Diggs made a Pro Bowl. Of, I think it was eleven interceptions he had. Uh, though the defense has looked good throughout the first two games, statistically, I looked it up because I'm a big statistics guy in terms of pass rating, you know, completion yep. percentage and all that. Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown haven't done well in that area. What do you think of the cornerback position so far? I, 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 I fight this battle every day with myself thinking about how Trayvon Diggs performs. He's a uh, rather boomer bust cornerback. It's, he loves to undercut routes. He loves to try and guess. When it pays off, it, it, it pays off in a form of an interception and half the time return for a touchdown. When it burns you, it burns you a touchdown half the time <laughs> the other way. Um, I, I'd lo- I, I think Trayvon Diggs is fast enough, skilled enough, and technically sound enough that with his athleticism and ability, I don't think he needs to jump as much as he does. I think he... I really think on second and eight plus third and six plus save those times you're going to jump for then really go for it. Um, Anthony Brown, he's, he's been a, uh, a rather hot button topic for the Cowboys fan base. Um, last year at a few games, very, very pimply ridden. Um, I think that's a little bit due to you have Trayvon Diggs opposite of you. It's like a, uh, obviously, Richard Sherman is kind of the quote we all go to, but you, you have a Richard Sherman the opposite of you. Brown's going to get thrown, and I think those penalties, those yards given up are a bit of a factor due to if – I don't have him in front of me, but if we looked at the total – I think you need to look at the volume of passes he's getting thrown to him, everything that way. Um, but to, to answer your question, I know that was long-winded, but to answer it shorter is – I, I think they have a little bit to be desired, um, but Cowboys fans should realize that Trayvon Diggs, his boomer bust, when it when it does boom, is worth it. And Anthony Brown, in a time capsule, is not as bad as the whole thing looks because you need to look at the volume of throws he's getting his way when Trayvon Diggs is locking down the other receivers. Definitely some good points there. Now, Two more questions uh, going into Monday night outside of Micah Parsons in terms of the defensive side. Who are two X factors for you? One offensively, one defensively. Put aside Micah Parsons. Yeah. Def- let's start defensively. I think um, he played well last week, and I think he'll play again. I think he'll play well again this week. Is safety Donovan Wilson. He Number six. He put an eye on him. Um, and And – Normally, and last week, I didn't think he would be a, a, a factor, but call me crazy. I think Saquon Barkley may be a better back than Joe Mixon. That's, But Donovan Wilson is not afraid to, one, he, he can play in the passing game. Last week, if you look at it, he came over the top a couple times on some deep shots to the Bengals receivers and was there for 
interruptions. But Donovan Wilson, he is absolutely not afraid to come down in the alleys and play the running game. I think Donovan Wilson, Saquon Barkley is a matchup to meet in the hole there. Who can win that? And can Donovan Wilson slow Saquon Barkley down or stop him? Um, Because Saquon Barkley is off to a what I think every Giants fan wanted him to be off to when they drafted him. He's off to a great start this year. So I think Donovan Wilson is the defensive X factor for the Cowboys. Offensively, I mentioned it earlier, I think it is a combo of tight ends. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. And to be an X factor, I don't think they have to, either one of them has to go for eight catches, 100 yards. I think it's can they, can, can one, two, or both of them be a contributor, maybe three, four, five first downs? Can one of them catch a play action touchdown? I think it's getting production out of that tight end position is another X factor for the Cowboys offensively. Now, before I go into question relating to the Giants, is it me or did does Van Der Esch or did Van Der, well, just in a general thing, because I saw, I watched mostly in the four o'clock hour, the, uh, the Bengals Cowboys game. Is Van Der Esch having a good season this far? He's, He's very serviceable as a middle linebacker. He's, I, I, there's a reason the Cowboys didn't sign a long extension. There's a reason we brought him back on a team-friendly deal. He is a serviceable middle linebacker. Okay, good to know. And then when it comes to the Giants, one offensively, one defensively, who are you? Who are two players that you think the Cowboys should definitely prepare for? I know you prob- you're probably going to mention Saquon Barkley again. Well, I mentioned Saquon, but uh, I guess you can answer me this. His, well, I guess to, before I answer, how is Thibodeau? How, how, I guess Thibodeau and Leonard Williams, where do they stand? I know they were questionable. Williams is probably not going to play. They said MCL sprain, at least that's what I remember, uh, got hurt last week against Carolina. So he's probably not going to play. And then Thibodeau, I think he's going to play. Uh, Aziz Ojolari is playing. Ojolari? Play. Or the other, the other defensive lineman. Um, Oh, it starts Ojolari. Is that it? Ojolari. Ojolari is going to play. So all three of them were questionable when I last looked. So two Thibodeau and Ojolari are going to play. They're yes, they are going to play. And I think they're. I'll start defensively. I think they're going to be the question. I I, I think I'm going to use question mark and X factor synonymously here because I I think if they can play and play successfully. It's going to, I think the Cowboys with Cooper rush playing um, with Michael Gallup, a question mark with tight end, a question mark. I think the Cowboys are going to have to rely heavily on Zeke and Tony Pollard, who had nearly a hundred yards last weekend, very quietly. Well, not quietly to Cowboys fans, but Tony Pollard had a, almost a hundred yards total last weekend. I think Cowboys are going to rely on getting the run game going. If Thibodeau and Ojolari are playing play healthy, and slow down that run game and force it on Cooper Rush, C.D. Lamb, and whatever we get out of Michael Gallup. They're the X factors defensively. Alternatively, I actually talked about this last year in an article. And uh, fun fact, fun story is I predicted it, it, in my articles I predict one under the radar player every year. And last year in uh, October of 2021, I predicted Kadarius Tony to be an under the radar player. And all he did was hang up 189 receiving yards on the Cowboys. So I'm going to stick with that while I'm, I'm going to stay with the hot topic. I am absolutely my jaws to the floor that he has had the output he has or lack thereof this year. 
But I think Tony, his speed, his agility is something that the Giants and Dable could absolutely see success in attacking Brown and Trayvon Diggs' aggressiveness with in the passing game. It's definitely something I want, knowing that, you know, Tony did all that stuff last year. Uh, final question. Who do you think is going to come out with the victory? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I, I hate to say this because I know this is going to Giant fans, and, but you got the Giants. They, they snuck out wins, their first couple wins. It, it, I, I mean, it's been barely sneaking them out against good, okay, not great teams. The Cowboys have a little bit of a confidence. I think Cooper Rush is is um, he's surprising people with how serviceable he is as a backup. And I think it's a low scoring. Cowboys really rely on the defense. I think I'm going to take Cowboys in this one. Low scoring, maybe 21-13. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick the Cowboys as well. I, I definitely see it being a low scoring Monday Night Football rivalry matinee. I don't think that Kadarius Tony is going to get involved too much, which is going to be, in my opinion, the X factor along with Saquon Barkley. I'm taking the Cowboys uh, 20 to 16. Uh, Riley, any final thoughts, man? No, not really. I, I, I appreciated coming on. I, I'd absolutely love to do it again. Um, I, I, I don't think the Giants are far off. I think Brian Dable, he's a dude. He is. Um, there's a reason he got brought on. I think the Giants are close, and and uh, to sum it up, that terrifies me. <laughs> that terrifies me, but no, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, definitely look forward to Monday night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Everybody, Riley's on Twitter, RileyDonald7, and then also as well, he writes for, uh, uh, was it Landry Hat for a no, fan site? Yeah. LandryHat.com. LandryHat.com. So you could check my, out some of his stuff there. It's on my Twitter. You'll see the link to it there. But yes, yeah, and I uh, in, in my articles, I tell I tell my Cowboys fans, other fans, hit me up on Twitter. Love to engage on there. Pretty active on there. So I look forward to hearing from you. And I also appreciated the insight on our rookie Dane Belton. As he's also a Hawkeyes fan, so that's Go good Hawks. enough as well. Go Hawks! Yes. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, Riley, and uh, we'll see what happens on Monday night. Absolutely. Take care, Alex.